0: The Best in Class podcast is back with Sean Sullivan, the JoeBucksFan.com draft guru. Great episode here. I just listened to it myself. Sean takes a dive, a deep dive into all the rookies in the playoffs this weekend, sort of where they were, where they started, where they are. Fantastic stuff. And he's got some thank yous for Florida's Elite Restoration and some of his other friends. And, of course, all of the action is presented by Bill Curry Ford, Tampa's first family of Ford. Sean is the GM at Bill Curry Ford, in addition to being one hell of a draft guru that you've heard on JoeBucksFan.com for years. Here's Sean. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Best in Class with Sean Sullivan in a playoff week. Very excited Welcome to best in class the best 30 minutes that you're going to have in NFL football we are doing a breakdown of the playoffs NFC AFC we're going to break down the players to watch who are rookies who made the cut for the playoffs looking forward to the offseason we're going to break down each draft class by team and then we're going to be going into the most exciting the most amazing NFL draft in history. It will be the 2024 QB wide receiver draft. It should be the second coming of the QB draft of 1983. And yes, I did say it. As many as seven quarterbacks could go in the first round and as many as eight wide receivers. 15 of the first 32 picks could be offense, everyone. How exciting. So exciting. All right. So let's say hi to the sponsors. So Bill Curry Ford is opening It's very exciting. We will be open uh, January, the week of January 16th. You have to come down. We have new management for our service and fixed operations. We have a brand new facility, the largest of its kind in the United States. We have the largest service drive in the world. And I'm very excited to share this with Tampa because Tampa, Florida is on the map, not just with the lightning, not with the bucks, but also with Bill Curry Ford. The giant has returned. Go to our website at BillCurryFord.com and see all of our amazing specials. Use our concierge service, our pickup and delivery, and our mobile service for any recalls. We come right to your house free of charge. Also, Big Storm. LJ came by from Big Storm. They're opening their cafe. We should be opening their cafe in the next two weeks. Very excited about that. A shout-out to his new bourbon, which is obviously taking the bourbon world by storm. See what I did there? It is... Awesome. So um, he brought by samples. And when I say samples, I mean bottles. And when I mean bottles, I mean empty bottles. It was awesome. So if you haven't tried Big Storm bourbon, you're missing out. Also, I heard Steve talk about how I am a client of – um, elite restoration which is absolutely correct they were so great conan conan and came by he did an amazing job at my beach house in Pasigrill. josh and his team i mean what these are the real deal this is not advertising in any way i am a real customer and i'm telling you right now they worked with my insurance company day one got me the maximum amount of money that i could get fixed my house within 24 hours they had it torn apart now, obviously, the rebuild was, took me a little bit longer, but that's another story. The actual getting the mold out of my house, getting the water out of my house, drying out my walls, cutting everything, communicating with me while I'm at work, which I'm a hard person to get a hold of if you guys haven't figured that out yet, but you can still reach me at bestinclassatbiltcurryford.com with any of your questions or comments. So basically, they did all of that work, 24 hours, called me and said, Sean, you're going to be fine. We got you, buddy. The insurance paid exactly what Josh said they were going to pay. They maximized everything for me. I highly recommend um, his services. That's just awesome stuff. So between Big Storm and Elite Restoration and obviously Joe Buck's fan, you know, we got a lot going on. We got a quarterback that's hurt going into a Monday night football game against the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, that's kind of crazy. I mean, we had a guy who couldn't throw a 10-yard pass, but he got, was fighting for $3.2 million bonus. So I'm going to give him a little heads up on this. I'm okay with it. Was it irresponsible on Todd Bowles' part? Yes, of course it was. Of course it's irresponsible, but it is what it is. It's not like it's Todd Bowles' you know, worst decision he's made as head coach of the Buccaneers. I mean, he's made a lot of them. So uh, obviously going into our, our third division win, we're going into to play. Um, Philadelphia's coming here to play on Monday night. We're going to give uh, Jalen Hurts and Baker Mayfield another night of uh, rest. I'm sure the NFL had something to do with that for Monday night. Um, So let's break it down. So I'm going to give you an overview of what we're doing today. So we're doing the Packers and the Cowboys, the Rams and the Lions, the Eagles and the Bucks. Obviously, I'm going to start there. The Browns and the Texans, Miami Dolphins and the Chiefs and the Pittsburgh uh, Steelers at Buffalo. We're going to run through this. Let me start with the injury report. For the Philadelphia Eagles, DeAndre Swift is questionable. Darius Slay is questionable. Devontae Smith, um, Heisman Trophy winner. Out of Alabama, wide receiver. If you listen to my podcast, you know you love him. He's questionable. A.J. Brown, status unknown. So we might have a quarterback in Jalen Hurts who has a finger that if you didn't look at it, it looked like it was doing some type of matrix. You know, from the movie Matrix where it was bent backwards and then forwards. It was just so strange. And then A.J. Brown is one of the best receivers in the NFL. So if he doesn't play... That helps us a little bit, and the past defense for Eagles has been um, just as bad as the Bucks. So it looks like it actually might be, uh, depending on the status and health of our quarterbacks, it, we should be throwing the ball, but it might come down to be running and. Obviously, where I'm concerned about DeAndre Swift and what he did for us on, on the last time that we played him on Monday Night Football. As far as the Bucks are concerned, Baker Mayfield is, you know, just beaten, beaten all. We got him from his ankle. I mean, if he did an x-ray, probably probably's all red, right? Everything's broken, but he's tough, man. I love how tough he is, but I want him to make sure he puts the team first. So if he can't play, I don't care for all the Trask people. I don't care if it's Trask. I don't care if it's Wolford, but I want a healthy quarterback playing in the game we got to have a guy that can throw the ball 10 yards, 20 yards down the field, that can take a hit in this game. So I'm hoping that the Bucks are preparing for that because after Todd Bowles' press conference, I'm like, he's so happy that he, that he won the division without Tom Brady. He's so happy that he's got a playoff game. But it didn't seem like he was really interested in winning or losing this game. It was like, almost like we did everything we were supposed to do this season. We finished with nine wins. We finished with a winning season. We won their division. It's almost like, in his mind... He's accomplished everything he's going to accomplish with this roster currently. That's not me. I'm a get-in-and-win guy, right? So you have no idea what's going to happen in the Eagles. We have no idea what's going to happen after that. So I hope that that we're somewhat prepared, and I don't mean Tennessee ready for the Levy Smith fans. I want to be ready for the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, But Raheem Jarrett is questionable. KJ Britt's questionable. I bet you they both play if we need them. So let's look at the Eagles' impact rookies, right? So Jalen Carter, everyone knows Jalen Carter. Was the projected number one pick in this year's draft in 2023, and he had some off-the-field racing issues where another player was uh, killed in a race, allegedly, that Jalen Carter was in. And basically, um, he fell to the ninth overall player. He's played in 12 games. He had 27 uh, tackles, 16 solo, 11 assists, four sacks. He's had two fumbles, two forced fumbles on the year, and he scored on a fumble recovery for a touchdown. Very solid year for Jalen Carter. Their second-round draft pick, Georgia Edge Nolan Smith, going back to Georgia again. Who was the 30th overall pick? Um, hasn't had quite that much of a season. He's played. He's played 17 games. He had. He's had 10 tackles, eight assists, so 18 total tackles, a sack, a forced fumble, and a pick. So Nolan Smith is the one with is the edge with 4-3 speed, but he hasn't been able to put it together this year for them. And then Georgia uh, corner uh, Keely Ringo. Again, another Georgia player. The Philadelphia Eagles, obviously, are, are, love Georgia. 17 solo tackles, an interception, two-pass defense. I thought he's played uh, decent. And then, of course, Sidney Brown was another draft pick of theirs uh, in the second round. I don't think he's going to make this game and play in this game. But those are the impact players by the Eagles, right? So last year's pick for the Eagles on the defensive line was Jordan Davis. Guess who? He's out of Georgia. And Jalen Carter who they added this year. So their defensive line, which should be a strength, has actually not been very good. Defensively, Philadelphia is as bad as the Bucks. I think they're ranked 31st or 32nd going to this game in pass defense. And stopping the run, they have not been very successful. Um, you would think with that interior line of Jordan Davis and Jalen Carter, it would be much greater. But you remember Hargraves went to the 49ers, and he was their catalyst for their defensive line and has been for a little less than a decade. So moving on to the Bucks, I'm going to give Jason Light just a thumbs up on his draft. Uh, it, was a, it was a tremendous draft. It's not the way I would have gone, Jason, and I know you listen to the podcast. But I'm going to tell you right now, I'm, I I loved your picks. Personally, I would have set up the offense a little bit more. I'm an offensive guy. But I know you were trying to get us some pass rush and some interior pass rush and some exterior pass rush since last year our defensive line, us in Sacks. Um, Yaya yeah, yeah, broke that this year. But let's look at our first overall pick, Elijah Kansi out of Pittsburgh. 19th overall pick. He's had 19 solo tackles, four sacks, and out of those 19, he's had tackles for loss, which has been very good. My concern with uh, Cansey coming out of college was the fact that he, ha- he struggles to get off blocks. But if you don't block him off the snap, he's going to eat you alive. But what I've noticed a lot of time is Cansey plays off of, off of that defensive line and plays off Vita Vea. If Vita Vea takes on a double team, Cansey has to win those one-on-ones for us to be effective, and it's been hit or miss. So he's making some spectacular plays. I think he's been steady. I really didn't like his run defense against the Panthers, a game that we won 9-0, and I'm not going to get into that game. Um, that game was like watching paint dry. That was a really difficult game. So the Bucks, even though they won nine games, were a really hard team to watch. You really have to love the Bucks to watch some of the football that we put on, 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 on the field. I mean, it is boring. And, it, and I don't mean old-school boring. Where sometimes you watch like the Giants, you know, play or you watch the, um, here's a good example. The, the Packers uh, in Lambeau Field when they play the Bears. It doesn't matter what the records are. It doesn't matter who the players are. It's just going to be a fun game to watch. And that's an old school game, but nah, not like the Bucs. The Bucks. The, the Bucks Atlanta game this year might be one of the worst football games I've ever watched in my career. And I have watched every Bucks game since 1976. I've watched a lot of bad football but, man is it was it rough? um and then this Carolina game where Baker Mayfield probably has bruised ribs, he probably has a high ankle sprain, he might be concussed, who knows i mean he he really struggled um he went over to the sideline and bent over and gutted it out couldn 't breathe didn't even look at the defense on on an ipad um i don't think he cared. I think at that point he was just trying to get the snap and get it to the running backs and just try to try not to turn the ball over. So I think their entire game plan was let 's get up by nine or six or three and then let's just not turn the ball over and let our defense play. And they did. Cody Mock, who is a Bill Curry-Ford customer, number 48th overall pick out of North Dakota State, great personality. You could tell he was raised so well by his parents, very well-mannered, has been up and down all season. I really thought in our four-game winning streak, he really put it together. Um, This Carolina game, he got blown up often. He had a really, really bad Carolina game on tape. So I'm hoping that Cody Mock, uh, in true fashion, true rookie fashion, when they hit this wall – They will bounce back. So I'm hoping the Philadelphia game might be the best game of his career, and I I sure hope that happens. Getting on to Yaya. So Yaya Diaby out of Louisville, 25 solo – I'm sorry, 25 solo tackles, seven and a half sacks, one forced fumble. Leads all defensive players, rookie defensive players in uh, sacks. I'm sorry, not sacks. He's tied for sacks. He is number one in tackles for loss. And the Bucks actually between Kansi and Yaya have two of the top producing uh, tackles for loss uh, players out of rookies. Yaya has been sensational. He basically has seven and a half sacks and seven starts. So, I mean, I think that he has to get consideration for defensive player of the year, rookie defensive player of the year, obviously. Um, but my goodness, has he been great? Imagine what would have happened had he started all 17 games. We might be looking at our first double digit sacker since Santana Dodson. That would be that would be really great as a rookie. Pittsburgh uh, linebacker Servassier Dennis, 11 total tackles. Um, he's you know, he's been hurt most of the year. I'm looking forward to seeing what he does next year. Payne Durham, pick number 171. Uh, has been a very good blocking tight end for us. He's flashed some hands, but he hasn't really been a player. Josh Hayes has played special teams. He's actually gotten in some in nickel. Um, He was our 181 pick. He got hurt in the last game. He's questionable for the Philadelphia game. And, of course, Trey Palmer, uh, who was a five-star recruit at LSU, had to transfer to Nebraska, had a 1,000-yard season at Nebraska, picked 191, um, has 39 receptions for 385 yards, three touchdowns, and he averages 9.9 yards a catch. As you can see, um, Trey Palmer's like every other rookie wide right receiver that gets drafted in the fifth, fourth round. I think he's, he's terrific value for Jason Light. I think he can play better. Christian Enzian, which is a UFA out of Rutgers, uh, just a, a, a guy that Jason signed off the street, 47 solo tackles, a forced fumble, and two interceptions and in two pass events for Christian Enzian. Um, I'm not a big fan of his tackling. And, you know, that comes with, uh, with experience, and he needs to get in the weight room in the offseason and experience what an NFL weight room is. Um, but I can't wait for him to do that. I think he has a place on this roster. So that's a breakdown of the rookies that are going to be playing in this Philadelphia-Tampa uh, matchup. Tampa Bay has more young um, rookies and free agents and, and first-year players than I believe than any other team in the playoffs this year. That goes to Jason and his scouting staff about what they're gonna do and we're gonna talk whether they beat Philadelphia or not, we're gonna talk about what the Bucks need to do in the off season going into the quarterback draft. And I'm gonna say this to all the Buccaneers fans listening right now. In nineteen eighty three The Buccaneers had the number one overall pick, which ended up going to the Denver Broncos, which ended up being John Elway. That was the Buccaneers pick. We actually traded that pick the year that Doug um, Doug Williams left in free agency, and we uh, traded it for the throw-in-Samoan Jack Thompson, who played two seasons with the Bucs and then sells insurance in Seattle. True story. Look it up on Google. You can't make that up. We missed out on the greatest QB draft in 113 years of NFL football. That's what we did. We're going into – 2024 draft, which might be the greatest QB draft ever, is going, coming into this. More players drafted in the first round than in NFL history. We better draft a quarterback. I don't care if he sits behind Baker. I don't care if they re-sign Baker you got to draft one of these guys, and we're going to break that down in the offseason. I'm very excited about this draft. And every single person on Joe Bucks fan right now, if you're, if you're a Joe Bucks fan listener, you're a Best in Class listener, I want you to understand we're going to have the greatest offseason going through this draft. It's going to be super exciting. Please listen and tune in. Send me your questions and comments to bestinclassatbillcurry4.com. I will answer them the best I can in, 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 in what order they come in. All right, let's head on to um, Packers and the Cowboys. So that's a very exciting game for my, my CFO, Joe Cutillo. He is a big Dallas Cowboy fan, and he's all excited. He keeps asking me if, um, who's going to win. Well, I, I really, truly believe the Cowboys are going to win this game. As far as the Packers are concerned, Jordan Love, not a fan of Jordan Love. I've made it very clear that I'm not a fan of his. I don't like his accuracy. I think he th- showed some a three-game stretch there where he showed he could be a a quarterback that could lead a team and not just a game manager. And but then he he fell back into um, some really bad throws and some some really bad decision-making. So we'll see how that goes for him. Iowa edge Lucas Van Ness was their first overall pick, 13th overall. I really like his game. He was a backup at Iowa, which is why I never would have taken him at 13. If you can't start on your college team, I really don't want you at 13 overall. I really think he would have been better in the late first round, early second round. And that's really how his play has been. If you think about it, Yaya DiAbi, a third-round pick, has actually um, greatly outperformed him. Oregon State tight end Luke Musgrave, as you know, is the 42nd overall pick. We talked about Luke Musgrave. He's been a favorite target of um, Jordan Love. Jaden Reed out of Michigan State, the 50th overall pick, has been an up-and-comer. And, And of course, Tucker Craft out of South Dakota State at tight end at number 78 overall has been terrific uh, for the Green Bay Packers. And Donovan Tavian, Wicks, which is a guy that I thought might go to the Bucks late. We ended up taking Trey Palmer instead. At, when he, they took him at 159 out of Virginia. But the Packers, if you look at it, their entire offense between Musgrave, Reed, Kraft, and Wicks um, has been pretty outstanding. Tucker Kraft has really come into uh, his own. And then, of course, Lucas Van Ness has his, has his miss moments. As far as the Dallas Cowboys are concerned, there's really nobody of note except for I mean, we can talk about Mousie Smith, and, he, and he's a 26th overall pick out of Michigan. He's underperformed to me for the Dallas Cowboys, but he's playing. But Brandon Aubrey, which was a UFA for the Cowboys, right out of Notre Dame, 94.7% of his kicks, he's missed one kick. I mean, he kicked a 60-yarder. He has 157 points on the season. What a there's a guy signed off the street that's a Pro Bowler. So congratulations to the Cowboys and Brandon Aubrey. But you're going into your first playoff game. With a rookie, with a rookie kicker. So let's see how that works for the Dallas Cowboys. That's always scary to me to have the game on the line and have a rookie kicker. The Rams and the Lions. What a game that's going to be. Um, has anybody played better than the Rams of late? Let me. I'm going to read off the Rams draft picks, right? And I'm just going to shoot through these. So first overall pick, Steve Avila, out of TCU. Um, Edge Byron Young, which has had a terrific season. Uh, Defensive tackle Kobe Turner, QB Stetson Bennett, everybody knows who he is, Appalachian State linebacker Nick Hampton, Georgia offensive tackle Warren McClendon Jr., Clemson tight end Davis Allen, BYU wide receiver Puka Nakua, who, by the way, just broke the rookie receiving record all time in the NFL. Congratulations to Puka. You are a difference maker. You're actually taking a lot uh, away from cup for those fantasy football guys. Puka, greatly outproduced cup. TCU uh, corner, Traverius, Hodges, Tomlinson, Nebraska edge, um, Ocon Mathis, Mississippi running back, Zach Evans, Wingate punder, Ethan Evans, Oklahoma State safety, Jason Taylor, Toledo defensive tackle, Jajon Johnson. Yes, that was not the entire draft. That was just the Rams draft. But let's just say out of all of that, they, they got Byron Young, edge out of Tennessee, who's having an outstanding season, and Puka, who just broke the rookie record all time, for wide receiver. What a draft from the Los Angeles Rams. You actually got two diamonds in there, but you got a lot of um, role players in there. The Lions, who were my number one draft, who have had my number one draft or my number two draft in consecutive years with the Jets, who, by the way, in 2022 had the best draft. If you look at what Detroit has done in such a small amount of time, their first-round draft pick, they say never draft a running back in the first round except when they're exceptional. Jameer Gibbs, number 12 pick overall. He was my pick to go to the Bucks at 19. He didn't last. You want to know why he didn't last? Because he's a superstar. Jameer Gibbs does so many things for the Detroit Lions. He touches the ball six, nine times for 100 yards. I don't know if you, he – doesn't need 21 carries for 91 yards like, like some other running backs that we know, Right. In 9-10 carries, this guy gets 100 yards. Watch him. He's going to be exciting. Iowa linebacker Jack Campbell is a throwback from the 50s. I think he smokes cigarettes and drinks beer uh, at halftime. That is a throwback, guys. Iowa's uh, tight end, Sam Porter, has been the best tight end in the NFL this year. I'm so sorry that he got hurt. He got a knee bruise. He's out three weeks. So basically, if the Lions can get to the NFC Championship game, possibly, or the Super Bowl, Sam LaPorter will play. But he has been spectacular. We talked about him in my tight end breakdown. Brian Branch was the guy at Alabama defensive back that slid to 45. He's been sensational when he hasn't been hurt. Hendon Hooker was a great flyer at 68. We'll see how he works out. But as far as the Detroit Lions, Jameer Gibbs, Jack Campbell, Sam Laporta, Brian Branch. First four picks. Outstanding. Gosh. I mean, I get so excited when everybody says, Oh, you can't turn a team around in one year. Oh, really? We're about to – we're almost going to get to a team in just a second? And the AFC that turned around in one year with the quarterback that I said was can't miss. Right? Can't wait to get to that. But my goodness, Detroit, way to go, man. Way to make up for 30 years of sucking. You guys are absolutely on it. You guys are on the draft, murdering it. Getting to that AFC team, the Browns and the Houston Texans. Yes, I said it right, the Houston Texans. So let's get this going, right? Cleveland Browns, Cedric Tillman, which was their second-round draft pick, wide receiver, uh, Siaka Aka out of Baylor, not much else to, to talk about. Dorian Thompson-Robinson is a like a wildcat QB that they put in um, sometimes. But the Cleveland Browns' overall draft, not very good. I think they have some niche players, some depth players. But as far as there any player that I want you guys to watch for this weekend, there's really nobody that I want you watching for in the Cleveland Browns except for Joe Flacco, who was drafted when I was still in high school, and I'm old. So anyway, Houston Texans, let's get to, the, my, let's get to my boys right here, right? What, everybody says, oh, I need a five-year deal to rebuild a team, or I need a three-year deal to – no, you don't. You just need somebody like me who knows how to draft, right? Who knows players who can do this in his sleep, right? When Ohio State C.J. Stroud came out, I said on my podcast – and by the way, the good news is I'm recorded. I can't go back. You guys can go back, and you listen to what I said. He can't miss. He is a franchise quarterback. I said, Jason Light, whatever you do, please trade for C.J. Stroud. He is, his timing on his routes, when I watched his tape, was the best, one of the best I have ever seen. Absolutely incredible. And what has he done in the NFL? He's, he's displayed it. And what did I say when, when Carolina took uh, um, Bryce Young? What a mistake. I said, Bryce Young's not a first or second round draft pick. I mean, I, I, I did not see what everybody sees in Bryce Young. I didn't see it. I, I don't wish him anything negative except that he's Carolina's in my division. So I guess I do wish him negative. But my point is um, there was no comparison between Bryce Young and CJ Stroud. And if a scout saw something in Bryce Young at five foot nothing, 100 and nothing, he's the smallest quarterback ever to start an NFL game, right? If that's what you guys saw as the number one overall pick, you need to be drug tested. Immediately, you cannot see C.J. Stroud's tape and Bryce Young's tape and say they're the same. You can't do it. This is like when I was watching Tua and I was watching Justin Herbert. And I'm like, I understand why everybody loves Tua, but he ain't Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert is the man. I like Tua. I'm so proud of the fact that he's, he's, um, he's got like a thousand concussions. I'm not, I'm not happy about that because I don't want the man to be hurt later in his career or or struggling for his family. He is a father and a a husband. But I will tell you that he has been able to to throw the ball to Tyreek Hill, the most explosive wide receiver in the NFL. They added Waddle, and they added A-Chain. So if you think about it, he's got a great team around him. Congratulations to Tua, but you're not Justin Herbert. And I I tell you what, there's no way that that should have ever been done. It's the same thing. I'm going back to the tape. There's no excuse for them drafting uh, Bryce Young over C.J. Stroud. It's insane. C.J. Stroud set every rookie record. He was third overall, I think, as the stats that I just got from Next Gen. He was third overall rated quarterback in the NFL this year. Yes, that's out of every quarterback. Not rookies. Third overall. His touchdown-to-interception ratio was number one in the NFL. That's sensational. Congratulations to C.J. Stroud. Alabama edge rusher, which, by the way, they gave up another number one pick to get Will Anderson. I am not a big Will Anderson fan. If you guys listen to Best in Class breakdown on edge rushers from 2023, you'll see that I had him second overall edge rusher Um, I thought he was very consistent, but I thought his ceiling was very limited. I thought he was the player that he is. I just didn't see him getting any better. He is a difference maker for Houston. I I think Yaya Diaby is actually better from what I've seen, and statistically he's been better. But Will Anderson has, has, has shown, especially the last three weeks, that he can play in the NFL. Still struggles against the run, right? Tank Dell, who's not going to be playing in this game, obviously he's out for the season, was a pick out of Houston, number pick six ninety sixty 150-pound wide receiver dominated the NFL this year. When him, when, when, when C.J. Stroud and Tank Dell were on, were on that five-game streak where every game C.J. Stroud was over 300 yards and every game Tank Dell was over 100, including 140, 160, 180-yard games. Unbelievable. Congratulations to Tank Dell. Now, you got hurt which is what we talked about when I did my wide receiver breakdown. I said, how does a 5-foot, 856-pound guy take up to the beating of, of, of the NFL? I don't care how good he is. Well, he's really good, but he didn't last. So I guess I was right again, right? Again, so I was right about C.J. Stroud. Tank Dell, I hope you stay healthy, but the likelihood is you're not. But, man, you are spectacular and so much fun to watch when you're healthy. Um, but those are the guys to watch in that, in that matchup between the Texans and the Browns. Moving on to the Chiefs and the Dolphins, Kansas City's draft was very unusual. Um, we did the breakdown on it. Rasheed Rice out of SMU, uh, pick number 55, is the only really the only player I want you to watch in this playoff game against the Dolphins. As far as the Dolphins are concerned, Texas A&M running back Devon A-Chain. A-Chain had an amazing five-game run at the beginning of the season, and then he's battled injuries, but he looks like he's back and healthy for this game, pick number 84, out of Texas A&M. Congratulations to the Dolphins for making the playoffs. I think I think it's going to be really tough for the Chiefs to beat the Dolphins. The Chiefs are just not playing well. They had the most drops in the NFL this season. So so there you go. the the la- The uh, last game we're going to talk about is the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Buffalo Bills. Yes, the same Steelers where everybody wanted to fire Mike Tomlin. You know they picked Broderick Jones out of Georgia, number fourteen overall. Has been semi-solid. Penn State. Joey Porter Jr. was awesome for them. He got hurt. So not really, you can watch a lot. They they stole Darnell Washington out of Georgia. Tight end is a great blocking tight end. Really helps with the run game. Nick Herberg out of Wisconsin is an edge. You can watch him. He's back healthy. As far as the uh, Bills are concerned, Daunt, uh, um, Dalton Kincaid, number 25 overall, has been an absolute stud for them. Obviously, Sam Laporta is taking a lot away from that. I think that people would be would, would like Kincaid a lot more. He's really the only player on the Buffalo Bills that I, that I want you guys to to watch. But there you go. There's the breakdown of the NFC ASC playoff games for the wild card weekend. We went over the rookies that I would like you to watch during that time. Please follow me at Bill Curry Ford, Tampa. Uh, visit our website at BillCurryFord.com to see all of our amazing specials. Contact Nikki, our concierge, to order your car. I'm giving away $500 for anyone who orders a car. Please come and see the new Giant. So we're opening this week. we uh, will be the largest store of our kind in the United States, the largest service drive in the world. It's a, it's a real sight to see Tampa, and I'm very, very proud of it. It's been three years of, of my life. The Currys have have really opened their pocketbook, obviously, to give Tampa something spectacular. And the Currys have been serving the Tampa community since 1958. So everyone knows uh, Mr. Curry and his family. And now Jennifer runs the company. So it's very exciting. Uh, and I'm very, very happy for that. I want the, the Bucks to win. And please contact me at bestinclass@billcurryford.com. At 4com uh, A shout out to uh, Big Storm and the Florida Elite Restoration uh, and to Joe Buck's fan for allowing me to do my podcast, and the Curry's for allowing me to do my podcast. It's really great stuff. I can't wait to see what's going on. I can't wait for this off season. I'm so glad to be back uh, now that the store is opening. So come down and see me. You guys have a great ride home.